Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. We've had quite a week in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, where we've been looking at the signs that are supposed to follow them that believe. And today we're going to see in verse 18 that we as believers are supposed to be laying our hands on the sick. And Jesus said a sign that would follow us is that the sick would recover. What does that mean? That's what we're going to cover today. But first, I want to tell you again about my brand new book, which is called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. You might say, Brother Rick, it's a little early to be talking about Christmas. Well, not really, because I want you to have this book before the Christmas season gets here so you can read it for yourself or read it to your kids or to your grandkids. And you ought to buy two of them because this is a beautiful, beautiful gift that you're going to want to give to somebody else as a gift. Look at this. The holiday season always brings about fond memories and cherished traditions. For many, one of those cherished traditions is the reading of the Christmas story. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, your family can uncover the beautiful details of the nativity story you have never heard. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. When I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table size format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Christmas is a special time when you can pass your faith on to your children and grandchildren. With this engaging new book, you can reinforce the true meaning of Christmas, Jesus, the Savior of the world. With magnificent illustrations across nearly 300 pages, your family will create a special tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book Christmas, The Rest of the Story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. My friend, please order that book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story. I've been working on that book and waiting for it for 25 years, and it's finally here and it's beautifully illustrated. You will look through these pages in amazement. It will just make Christmas, the rest of the story, come alive to you. And you'll want to share it with someone else. So you ought to order two, because it's definitely a book you're going to want to give as a gift. But this week, we're also offering you my brand new series, which is called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. It's five parts, and on the cover is a man a man holding his crutches, not walking with them, but holding them because he's been healed. And one of the signs that are supposed to follow us, it's what we're going to cover today, is that believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. There is recovering power in your hands. 
Now you'll only experience it if you believe because Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believing and the Greek means those that have engaged their faith and are believing for it. If you don't get your hands out of your pockets, you're not going to see anything happen. And if you're not believing and engaging your faith, you're not going to see anything happen. But if you'll get your hands out of your pockets and lay them on the sick and engage your faith, Jesus said you'll lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's one of the signs that is supposed to be following you everywhere you go. Please order this. It will encourage your faith, and it comes with a study guide. And we're offering you this week also my book called You Don't Have to Take It Anymore Because You Are Dressed to Kill. It's the last day this week we're offering it on the program. The subtitle says A Biblical Approach to Spiritual Warfare and Arbor. If you don't have yours, order yours today. And when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. And we'll agree in faith for Jesus to do something so wonderful in your life. And he really will. But reach for your Bible and let's open our Bibles to Matthew 28. And let's look again at the words of the Great Commission. And when we come to Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, the Bible says, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Verse 19, go ye therefore. And I told you yesterday, the Greek tense really means go and keep going. Get moving and keep moving. Jesus was not describing a one-time mission trip or what we do one or two times in our life or maybe once a year. This describes a lifestyle. He says, go and keep going, get moving, keep moving, and do what? He says, go and therefore teach all nations. That's why we teach the Bible to all nations in this program. We're commanded by Jesus to do it and to do it regularly. And he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them. We're commanded to teach the Word of God. That's what we're doing. And if you're a partner, thank you for helping us to take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things, all things, whatsoever I've commanded you. And today we're going to see some, what some of those all things are. And then he says, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the ends of the world. And as I told you yesterday, the word lo in Greek means, wow, it is amazing. Listen to this. Jesus was so excited about what he was about to say that he injected the word lo, the Greek word edu, which means wow. It carries a sense of amazement. Will I ever be with you even to the ends of the age? And it's Jesus' promise that if we go and keep going, if we baptize, if we teach all nations, if we teach people to observe whatsoever Jesus has commanded us to do, Jesus says, lo, here's my promise. If you'll do this, here's what I'll do. Wow, will my power ever show up in your life? And it's a promise he made to the church age to the end of the church age. This is our promise, and we need to lay hold of it. But when Jesus was finished selling this to the disciples, we're told in Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, that he added something else. What did he say? And these signs shall follow them that believe. We've seen the word signs. The Greek word simeon is the word which describes a signature to authenticate that a document is true. So Jesus says, if you'll go, I'll send signs with you. And those supernatural signs will be God's signature on your life that you really have been sent by heaven in your preaching, a heaven sent message. This will be God's signature upon you. These signs shall follow them that believe. And the word follow, 
the Greek word parakaluthio. The word para means to be alongside, to be near, or to be in a close proximity. The word akaluthio means to tirelessly follow. But when you compound the two words together, it portrays a companion that follows one everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, that companion is with him. To tirelessly follow, to go with someone else to another country, wherever they go, that companion's going to go with them, is going to be in close proximity to them. And Jesus says, if you'll go, if you'll preach, if you'll do what I've told you to do, God's signature will be upon you everywhere you go. These signs will be your companions. And he says they will follow them that believe. He did not say they'll follow Christians. Many Christians don't believe. He says these signs will follow them that believe. And the Greek tense again says those that have engaged their faith and who are believing for it. So if you want to see these signs, you've got to be engaging your faith. Faith triggers everything. And if you want to see these miraculous signs, you've got to engage your faith. It is your faith that will empower these signs to become a reality. And then Jesus adds, In my name shall they cast out devils. We saw that already. In my name shall they speak with new tongues. We've already seen that. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. We saw this in yesterday's program. And today we're going to look at the last part of this verse where Jesus said, They shall lay hands on the sick, the sick, and the sick shall recover. But what category of sick people is Jesus talking about? In this verse, is he talking about people that have nicks or scrapes or bruises? What does he mean when he says you'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover? Well, the word sick in this verse remarkably is the Greek word aristos. It comes from a Greek word which means to be well, to be strong, or to be in good health, or to possess a strong physical condition. But when you put an A on the front of it, as we find in this word aristos, it reverses the condition, and instead the new word means to be in bad health, to possess a weak and broken condition. It is the image of a person so weak and so sick that he's become critically ill, he cannot even be transported, and therefore it is the word for an invalid. And by using this word sick, the Greek word aristos, Jesus is demonstrating how great is the authority we have in his name. We can even lay hands on those that are bedfast, even on those that are invalids. And Jesus said, they shall recover. And we're going today look at four examples from the ministry of Jesus, where Jesus laid hands on the aristos, on those that were bedfast, those that were invalids, and they recovered. And we're going to begin in Matthew 14, verse 14, where the Bible says, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. That word sick is this word aristos. It describes someone so sick, so weak, so physically infirm, you can't even take them from their house to go somewhere else. This is a person that is bedfast. They are invalids. And Jesus even healed those that were bedfast and those that were invalids. That's literally what it means in Matthew 14, verse 14. Then you come to Mark 6, verse 5, an amazing verse. And the Bible says there in Nazareth, Jesus could do no mighty work save that he laid his hands 
upon a few sick folk and healed them. Sometimes this word sick, the Greek word aristos, can even describe a person so bedfast, so infirmed, in such an invalid condition that they are comatose. And it seems that when Jesus came to Nazareth, he couldn't find any awake people to cooperate with him. So Jesus laid his hands on those that were comatose. He released his power upon people that wouldn't resist him, and he healed them. But that is the word aristos. That is amazing. So Jesus healed those that were invalid, those that were bedfast. He healed those that were even comatose. That is amazing. And it is the same word which is used in Mark 16, verse 18, to describe what you and me are supposed to be doing. Then you come to Mark 6, verse 13. And the Bible says, And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Again, we find the word sick, the Greek word aristos, which describes someone that is bedfast, someone that is an invalid, perhaps someone that is even comatose. This word sick describes people that are very frail and very weak in health. And these four examples of comatose in the ministry of Jesus always describe someone that is critically, critically, critically ill. And this is the category of sickness that Jesus said we would lay hands upon and they would recover. Now, I've done an entire series which is called The Miracles of Jesus Christ. It is a 15-part series where I go through every miracle of Jesus in the Gospels, and we document them. We see how Jesus healed, where he laid his hands, how he spoke to the sick, what he did with demons. And I want to encourage you to go to our website and order this because what Jesus did is what we are supposed to do. And we need to understand how Jesus did it and we're supposed to do it the same way. And we see in Scripture that Jesus was continually laying his hands upon the sick. And in Mark 16, verse 18, it tells us that we're going to lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover, which means if you keep your hands in your pockets, you're not going to see anything happen. If you want to see this sign, you got to get your hand out of your pockets and lay them on the sick. Now, I'm not trying to advertise a bunch of products, but I really want you to have this teaching too. I have another series called Foundations of Faith, which is based on Hebrews chapter 6. And in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 2, guess what? We find that one of the main doctrines of the church is the laying on of hands. Are you using your hands? Do you know why God uses hands? You need to understand. So you should order that series called Foundations of Faith. Jesus laid his hands on the sick. Laying on of hands is a major doctrine of the church. And my friends, as long as you keep your hands in your pockets, you're not going to see any activity. But if you'll get your hands out of your pockets, engage your faith and lay them on the sick, you will see the sick recover. That is the promise of Jesus in Mark chapter 16, verse 18. Well, what does the Bible mean when it says they shall lay hands? Well, the word lay is a, the Greek word epi. It's a compound of the word epi, which means upon, and the word tithemi, which means to place. You compound the two words together, and it becomes the word epitithemi, which means to place upon or to lay upon. 
And in all of these examples that we've seen, we've seen that Jesus is keeping his hands working all the time. Study the ministry of Jesus. He is touching people everywhere he goes. He understands power is transmitted through his hands and power will be transmitted through your hands. And Jesus says we are to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But let's look at another example of Jesus from Luke 4, verse 40, where the Bible says, Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Here the word sick is the Greek word asthenia, which describes a wide range of infirmities, but notice that it also says, and with divers diseases, the word diseases is the Greek word nosos. Ah, the word nosos describes a terminal condition for which there is no natural cure. And in the world at the time of Jesus, if someone had a nosos disease, it was believed they would die. There was no hope. There was no cure. This was completely incurable. It was a terminal disease. But when we come to Luke 4, verse 40, we find that Jesus laid his hands on those that were sick. That's a wide range of sicknesses. And those that had divers diseases, the Greek word nosos, those that were afflicted, usually with demonically inflicted diseases that were incurable. You would die if you had this. And Jesus laid his hands upon them. What did he do? He laid his hands upon them. And when he laid his hands upon them, they were healed. Healing power flowed through his hands. Now, when you go to Mark 16, verse 18, Jesus said in the very same way, believers who are believing, he didn't say Christians. He said those that believe. You got to believe for this. You've got to engage your faith for this to happen. He says, for those who believe, they shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall recover. The words they shall is the futuristic sense of the Greek word echo, which means to have, to hold, or possess. It pictures something that is not instantaneous, but something that comes to pass over a period of time. You could actually translate it, they shall progressively recover, which means all that Jesus does is not instantaneous. Many times, Jesus touches us progressively. And in fact, this verse says, they shall recover. The word recover is interesting. The Greek word kalos, which means to be well again, to be healthy again, to be in good shape. And taken together as one complete phrase, it could be interpreted. They shall progressively feel themselves getting better and better until finally they are well and healthy again. Now, many times, believers use their hands, and because they don't see instantaneous results, they get discouraged, and they think, ah, nothing happened. But let me tell you about an experience in my life that taught me to always believe. One time I was preaching in eastern Ukraine, and a man said to me, my son has been badly damaged in the army. He was beaten by other soldiers. In fact, he was beaten so severely, they knocked his brain free from his skull. Would you please come to my house and lay your hands on my son? So I went. And when I entered into that home, I, I could not believe what I saw. There was a young boy, about 19 years old, 
literally laying on a mat in the corner of the house, not on a chair, not on a bed, laying on a mat, quivering nonstop, uncontrollably, just quivering and quivering because his brain had been knocked free from his skull. And the doctor said there was no hope for this man. And on the basis of Mark chapter 16, verse 18, which says, they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. I laid my hands on that young man, prayed in the name of Jesus, prayed in faith, engaged all the faith I could release. And when I took my hands off of that young man, I saw no change. And when I walked out of that house, I was discouraged because it seemed to me nothing took place. But a year later, I was in that same town. And that same father came to me and said, hey, you know, I should have written to you and told you what happened. And I said, well, tell me what happened. He said, you know, that day when you prayed for our son, we didn't see any results. But in the days and weeks that followed, progressively, every day, we begin to see his quivering go away. And now here he is. And there was that young man now about 20 years old, totally normal. The same man, the same boy that was laying on a mat in the corner of the house, shaking, quivering uncontrollably. I walked away from him feeling like I was defeated, that nothing happened. But in fact, he progressively got better. And that's the promise Jesus makes in this verse. Even if you don't see an instantaneous result, if you'll get your hands out of your pockets and lay them on the sick and engage your faith, the promise is divine power will flow into the sick. And even if they're not instantly changed, progressively, step by step, day by day, recovering power that leaves your hands and enters into them will cause them to progressively get better and better until they are healthy again. That word recover is very important. You'll lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. But for you to see this sign, you've got to use your hands. Are you using your hands? You've got to use your hands. And it is Jesus' promise that if you'll get your hands out of your pockets, if you'll lay them on the sick, and if you will engage your faith and believe for it, your faith will trigger this. And one of the signatures of God upon your life and upon your ministry is that those that are sick, and the word sick again, the Greek word erosos, it even describes those that are bedfast, those that are invalid, those that are comatose, like the young man that I prayed for. If you lay your hands upon them, power will leave you that progressively will begin to go into them and drive back their condition until one day they wake up and they're well again. That is the promise of Jesus. And that is one of the signs that's supposed to be following you. And Jesus promises in Mark 16, verse 17 and 18, these signs will follow, the word follow, to follow you like a companion. They'll go everywhere you go if you've engaged your faith and you are believing for it. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. In Rick Renner's new series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, Rick unpacks the words of Jesus about what kinds of supernatural signs are supposed to follow those who believe. But to see these supernatural signs, you have to engage your faith to see them manifest. God wants these supernatural signs to follow you. 
But what exactly are the signs? How do you ignite the supernatural in your life? How often are these signs supposed to follow you? And what does that really mean? In this brand new five-part series, Rick clearly shows exactly the supernatural signs Jesus said will follow those who believe and how to activate them in your life. Jesus said if you believe, you will cast out demons, you will speak with new tongues, you will have supernatural protection. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. And today, we are also offering you Rick's book, Dress to Kill. This 500-page illustrated book is a comprehensive study on spiritual warfare and will teach you how to put on the full armor of God and the importance each piece of the armor plays in defeating the enemy. This book will equip you to keep the devil under your feet and deal a blow to the works of the enemy in your life. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $22. Don't miss this special offer. This series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, and the book Dress to Kill. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us to victoriously finish phase one of our ministry expansion project, which was purchasing our Tulsa headquarters building and building the building for our new studio in Moscow. That studio is an anchor for the Word of God. And together, we did it. We finished phase one. And then you faithfully stayed with us through phase two and you gave again to help us finish the interior of the studio. And I wanna say thank you so much. But now in front of us is phase three. You say, well, what is phase three? Phase three is paying off the Tulsa building. Now, right now, I'm in the interior of the Moscow Good News Church. It is quite an amazing place. When you walk through this building, it's so beautiful and it testifies to the grace of God and the provision of God and the giving of our church and of our partners. We built this facility debt-free and because of that, the Moscow Church has never had the burden of monthly payments. All of our funds have been released to do the work of the gospel. And now we need to do that in Tulsa and I call this phase three. And I'm asking you today, to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for phase three, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friend, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa building, and I want to say thank you in advance. Well, today I just concluded my teaching called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. This is a series that you need to really get into your heart. So you need to order it and listen to it and listen to it. We're told in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You need to hear this and hear this and hear this and get this teaching in you because these signs are supposed to be following you everywhere you go. And today is the last day that we're offering this series with the study guide. And today is the last day of this week we're offering my book, which is called Dress to Kill, 
the full title. You don't have to take it anymore because you're dressed to kill a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. And my friend, if you're not a partner with our ministry, would you please pray about becoming a partner? A partner is anyone who regularly prays for us and financially supports our ministry so we can take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. And if you're already a partner, I want to say thank you, partner, for what you're doing together. We're really making a difference in people's lives. But the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always give these two books to anyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And today I also mentioned a series on our website, which is called The Miracles of Jesus Christ. I would encourage you to look this up and see if it's something that you need to study. But let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that these signs are supposed to follow those who believe. And Lord, if we're not seeing these signs, maybe we're not believing. So Lord, help us to engage our faith and actively believe for these supernatural signs to go everywhere we go. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This has been good. I look forward to next week. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.